Blog Talk Radio.
Okay. So, Control Your Narrative was a show that I got invited to by a good friend of mine, Kurt Gannon. And yes, it was nuts. It was insane. The atmosphere at the beginning of the night was kind of just intense because a friend of mine, uh, Granny Hoaxer, decided to come with to Dallas, Texas. And I got to say, it was, um, that intro that you just heard, fairly intriguing because when you say control your narrative, that means you control the story. You are the one in control of your destiny. You are the one in control of your fate, so on and so forth. So, ladies and gents, allow me to go over exactly how that night started, you know, with a little review of um, what went down. So there was this weird building that this, uh, well, this guest of mine, you know, on my show, Jake Logan, was standing nearby, and uh, EC3 says, what is it about your presence that you bring to the table? What do you bring? How do you control your own narrative? He said, there will be no one that can explain his passion, why he eats, he sleeps, and he breathes the wrestling business for 28 years. And that's all he ever wanted. That's Jake Logan. The very first match was Jake Logan versus Fodder. And uh, let me just point this out to you. Okay. Actually, the very first match was a dark, dark match. And um, it's kind of odd, you know, it was Andreas Ziegler, I believe, that partook in this match. And I've never seen a wrestling show start out with a dark match where two guys are in the ring with the lights completely dimmed. I got to say, guys, that was very awkward. Uh, it's something that has never been done before. So I guess keep an open mind about shit like that. Um, because, number one, we're so used to seeing normal wrestling match, you know, it started out with bright lights, so you can actually see the other guy getting his ass kicked, and uh, let me just point this out, to start off the match with no lights on, wouldn't you think someone's going to get, well, how do I put this, destroyed, dismantled, hurt, I don't know, that was kind of the odd thing, so, um, I don't know if this is the actual show, guys. Let me start it out with because this is showing that Fodder beat uh, Logan by submission. And then I don't think this is the night for Dallas. Whoever led this up in my queue, thank you very much for nothing. Gentleman Jarvis versus Paro. I, I don't think this was in Dallas. Oh, but this was. It has to be. Never mind. Monsters can be killed. Okay. Also, during this night, guys, you see vignettes and parts of the night explaining how one can control their own narrative and how the scientist killed his own creation, Frankenstein. And these really cool, you know, movie-like cinematic settings with EC3 on his motorcycle. He opens up a garage door and there's a whole bunch of 
really cool stuff you have to keep track of during the entire night. And um, there were matches. Trust me. I mean, I kept track. Dirty Dango versus Flip Travis Flip Gordon. Not to toot my own orb, and that's another guest on my show. Not Dirty Dango, but Travis Flip Gordon. Pretty cool dude. And the crowd was chanting flip, flip, flip. And the other half of the crowd was still stuck in um, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Back in his days of fun. Dongo. Yeah, that little mess, you know. After every match, you would hear JC come up to the ring and say, so-and-so controls your narrative. I, like I said, it was new. You keep an open mind to shit, especially when you're confused as to why after every match. So, do you know that he controls your narrative? In other words, to state claim to this statement, basically what I gathered from it is, do you know that you just made him your bitch? That's what I gathered from this whole whole night it was four hours long and if you drive from Arkansas to Texas it may seem not so long but you have to get out every 20 fucking minutes not every 20 minutes but it felt nah it wasn't that bad but after a while of driving you come from Arkansas to go to this show had a hard time finding the building until you until we used um, maps anyways so the entire night was vignettes, matches, chaos, entertainment. I don't know the entire – okay, I do. There was a, a fatal four-way elimination tag team match, and it was literally, I guess, some big names on the independents that wrestled. And I do recall – that Ryzen and uh, Almost Jesus or whatever his name was, this very hippie-like dude. It was like the devil and Jesus Christ teaming up together. They end up cheating to get the victory, and then this dude, uh, Bulletproof Blake Troop, comes out and literally destroys, well, I mean, he dismantles the Easter Bunny or whatever the fuck the panda it was, and the crowd just ate it up, and he just was suplexing dudes. I, one thing. I want to point out, Blake, my dude, was nice, really nice uh, dude to meet. But anyways, he's only, I don't know how many wrestlers wrestle barefoot, but to have a mount of balance, to suplex a dude in a panda suit. To you, my dude, because that in itself, and if you don't slip all over the mat and your feet, your toes, don't break. More power to you. He's big dude too. About six three, six four. He was throwing everybody around with the fallaway slam, a suplex off the middle rope. Just tore up the entire fucking ring, essentially, dude. He's that's why they call him bulletproof. Anyway, so as the night progresses, you see a cinematic match between EC3 and uh, the Titan, as he's called now. He used to be formerly known as Braun Strowman. 
So uh, allow me to explain. There's so much narration going on. I don't recall exactly what was said. I don't want to play a very long-ass video. It was an introduction. And, and by the way, the introduction made me think, is somebody from New Japan Pro Wrestling going to come out to this violin that is playing through this promo video before EC3 and the Titan had their match with one another, which, by the way, the Titan won. He won. Big shocker there. I mean, he knocked EC3 the fuck out. I'm not surprised. I mean, these three, these two can put on quite a banger, I'm telling you. Not being sarcastic, but dear Lord. Okay, so I'm going to skip past all the stuff that, you know, was, oh yes, Austin Aries versus Weston Blake. Austin Aries said, you fought me like a man, you fought me off, but if you ever need somebody here, I'm here for you. I'm at res- You've earned my respect. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> there was a tag match, and EC3 and Titan were tag team versus Eric Rowan, and I forget. Let me see who else. Uh, Eric Redbeard and Damo. Killer Cross versus Vincent. That was the sub-main. Flipcorn. Okay, Austin Aries versus Weston Blake. So I already got that. So, guys, allow me to tell you exactly through all the listings of matches and what have you, what I viewed the night was as far as uh, create your own narrative goes. I know I got longer. I know I do. (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. A little technical error there. All right, folks. So... Throughout the entirety of the matches, what was what was the overall feel for the match card? Um, I'm not going to sit here and psychoanalyze the shit. I'm just going to tell you honestly how I felt. Four hours is a very long time, but thank God this intermission got to meet uh, a few really nice dudes. One I got seasoning from, the others I got autographs from and pictures it was a fun time. Paid $25 for my ticket. And I'll, you know, discuss those things later on as the night progresses. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a break in the action. And we'll get back to it. But I'd like to give a special shout out to a future guest of mine, Charles Carroll. How's it going? There's going to be a future guest. On Beyond the Tracks, this coming Tuesday night, this upcoming Tuesday night, my bad, let me rephrase that, and you can tune in at 10 Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Shortly thereafter, you can download the episode on Blog Talk Radio for free, or you can go to iTunes where you can download the episode again for free. Or you can follow along the episode on blogtalk.com, just type in Wrestle Radio Network, it's really easy, folks. 
And by the way, a really nice guy had a chat with him. He's a very, a very future up-and-coming pro wrestler. Check him out. I'll deal with you later, my dude, handing me cues. <laughs> Anyways, folks, we'll take another break in the action. If you would like to attend a wrestling school, it's really, 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 really good. Go to www.monsterfactory.org. Get off that couch, quit eating them potato chips, quit watching old episodes of uh, whatever you watch. Sign up today. For more information on tuition fees, visit monsterfactory.org. Phone number directly loca- is directly located on the website. The location of Monster Factory is also located on the website, but if you like to know logistics, it's in logistics. It's in Paulsboro, New Jersey, which is X amount of minutes outside of Philadelphia and X amount of minutes in New York. Wherever you come from, come one, come all, join this wrestling group. Nice, stern, realist dude you love me, Danny Cage, one of the best trainers for a wrestling school, a head coach, the owner. Danny does it all. Do not email the office during certain hours. I'll, you know, there's a phone number right there. Take it from me and others who have been a part of Monster Factory. It is worth it. Go and join that school today. They have produced Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Seamus, the Good Brothers. Luke and Carl. Oh, and um, Mosh and Thrasher, the Headbangers. And various other superstars like The Godfather. And the list goes on. Anyways, folks. Back to life. Back to reality. Alright, so... Control your own narrative. Now... There's an overall feel to this. So I'm going to get this party started by uh, reading the following. The following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast, Wrestle Radio Network, belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce content from all episodes recorded, shared on social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved. Wrestle Radio Network, Beyond the Tracks, Incorporated, 2022. Now, granted, I don't know how long it's been. But I'm going to give the real, exactly the real, on control your narrative. Whether you want to hear it or not, you know, this is this is the reality we live in, right? So, Maestro, if you would please hit my music. I know your anger, I know your dreams 
Okay, so where do I begin with the real on Control Your Narrative? I mean, yeah, the length was long. The action kept people entertained. I mean, sometimes it was hard to sit through. Um, you know, again, the atmosphere was, was very... The, the atmosphere that the Control Your Narrative show gave off was, one... Uh, it was very uh, weird at first, you know, all these vignettes. Uh, they dimmed the lights. They had all these talk from EC3, and they show the opening uh, marquee, if you will, the signature. It's professionally done. The camera is not a shaky cam. It's not a phone camera made. It is maybe it's not definitely not a phone camera, dude. Trust me. Oh, by the way, if you have any questions, wrestle underscore radio for the Instagram on Twitter at underscore Brian Rails on Facebook. If you dare to message us, it's wrestle radio network forward slash Facebook dot com. Where you got a question? Uh, how was uh, Braun Strowman's new character and did it have any appeal? To me, dude, honestly, I cannot psychoanalyze that because it's definitely different than, well, without get these hands, it's uh, unleash the titan. Uh, I, you know, okay. If you want my opinion on it, there is a difference. One. He's still a monster is not a you know similarity, but how he describes his character, yes, there is a very big difference. One, you can tell there's some free range. He's not restricted just to being the big dude who beats the shit out of, uh, well, practically a lot of people are smaller than him. So you, you want an honest answer, Eric, is it? Now? Has a lot more room to roam. And I like that. So, that answers your question. Uh, let me know. If not, you can you know hang on the show. Or you can even call in to 213-943-3422. I'm all ears. Okay. So, the wrestlers at that promotion, they were all fun-loving, nice dudes. I met Ryzen, Andre Ziegler. Um, let's see here. Uh, who else? Oh, yes, Jake Logan. What's up, man? Really nice dude. I mean, it's funny. Sometimes you forget people come up to your table and you just, you're tired because you've been up all day and all night setting up. And it was funny because I walk up to Jake I get two autographs and a picture because the dude is apps. You know, well, I didn't get a picture till later in the night. But, anyways, Jake was really cool, and, and I laughed because, you know, like I said, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But I found it funny that I had already paid ten dollars through Cash App to uh, Mr. Logan, who was a really, really cool dude, and. Like I said, it was funny because he said ten dollars. I said I already have, you know, your autographs, which cool. I met Blake Troop, and um, 
say he was a really nice guy. He's from L.A., I found out. Um, we had a brief chit-chat back and forth before the intermission was over. The dude is freakishly tall. Well, I wouldn't say freakishly tall. I'd say, you know, because most guys that I have met are over six foot in wrestling. The only guys that have met undersized, you know, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Big E, uh, Kevin Owens, they're not that tall, but they're really cool dudes. Anyways, um, I met another fellow New Yorker. He was super nice. He convinced me to get two seasonings, if you will, and paid $15 for two of them, chicken and uh, salmon. You want my honest opinion on these guys? They're really class acts. Um, big, big, big shout-out to Austin Aries. Granny, you know what I'm talking about. So she's she's definitely like family. Anyways, her son, Anthony, went up to Austin Aries and, you know, she explained to Austin Aries what Anthony had been has been dealing with his whole life. And instead of charging Anthony, you know, the normal twenty dollar fee for an autograph, Austin Aries gave him a free, you know, or not, you know, I don't know about autograph, but he gave him a free photo op, and that's pretty cool. You know, most people paint him to be the biggest asshole on the face of the planet, and that depends on who you are and who have, you know, if you've ever met Austin Aries, dealt with him, worked with him, that right there shows some class to give somebody who is dealing with a spectrum of autism and severe depression. a free photo op when normally someone would charge him twenty dollars. I thought that was cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to meet the Titan, as he calls himself, or EC3, but they were super nice and they were very classy. I ain't got no complaints, so uh, yeah, that was that. Um. Okay, so the backstory on how I got to this event kind of got told in the very first go-around, if you will, but maybe it needs some revamping. A friend of mine by the name of Kurt Gannon invited our asses to go to this event, control your narrative, got online. I paid for my ticket just fine. Granny had a bit of uh, issues with the thing, and then she finally just came to the conclusion that all she needed was barcodes to get into the event, which I thought was pretty funny. But Granny was stressing. She's like, I don't know if we'll be able to go see Curtis. She did have to jump through a lot of hula hoops to get to this fucking event, let me tell you. How I got there, how we got there, Granny and I, we used my grandfather's car to go find Mr. Gannon. And when we got there, we got there, thankfully, before the event started, because I had been missing Curtis's events, you know, flying from New York to go see him. And finally, we get to see him. Out comes Granny and goes, I hope you know what I went through for you. If I didn't love you. She doesn't really talk like that, folks, but I'm doing my best Granny Holster imitation, which is probably not doing... For any justice, sorry, Granny. Um, anyhow, uh, let's see here. Oh yes, 
when in doubt, you know, of a new wrestling promotion, how did I get there? Why am I going to this? There really wasn't that much stress other than Granny worrying about not being able to get into the venue. But luckily the staff was like, all you need is a barcode. She had three barcodes, folks, three. All right, so what else? You know, what was the overall feel? How did I feel about it? Dude, okay. What I liked was the fact that they were bold enough to do this thing we call pro wrestling. Yeah, there's a lot of people who didn't really like it. I mean, some people spent $100 for a VIP so they could go to the bar afterwards at Shenanigans and have them a fucking blast by drinking, partying, and just having a good old time. What were the old, you know, some people may ask you, like, what was your expectations of Control Your Narrative? See, I had never really heard of this group of guys, okay? They had a lot of guest appearances, obviously, because they, you know, they needed to fill four hours. Four hours is a long time, but if you take away, if you factor in the intermissions and and all the extracurriculars, it really wasn't all that bad. I mean, if you were one of the ones that spent $100 just so you could go to the after party, more props to you, dude. That's supporting wrestling. Having fun. What was my overall impression? It was a little bit muddled at first with all them vignettes, especially, you know, I don't know what they're trying to go for, you know, as far as the message that was given to fans that you control your narrative. So everyone controls their own story. Oh, and yes, I also noticed, I'm going to speak on this, no super kicks, no dives, and no Canadian destroyers, all matches be considered a match if it is sanctioned or non-sanctioned. So the only way to win is by knockout, pinfall, or submission. That's very unique. I like that aspect of that. The only thing that I had issues with was the vignettes. So we're going to have a cinematic match between the Titan and EC3. And EC3 gets knocked out. Um, one thing I also, you know, I'm not sure of is why they had all of them lumberjacks just pounding the mat. Like they were a bunch of managers. Probably just through the cheerleading fact of the whole thing. Well, I have this guy in my corner or whatever and have a bunch of people outside of the ring trying to, you know, not just pound on the mat. But I guess there's only one brawl between talent and the outside of the ring. Or, you know, the uh, talent and, um, you know, the lumberjacks sitting at ringside. I digress, folks. So, <laughs> that's what I like. I dislike the fact that they opened up with the violin. I don't mind the strings of violins playing intros. But for me, the general overall feel was, is Nakamura going to come out and shock the shit? But wait. That's a different subject for a different night, if you will. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the following. 
control your narrative is very ballsy. It kind of reminds me of the good old days of Evolve, except for it's run by two different dudes. And it's not... Control your narrative is not for the faint of heart. So, really, at this point, my overall thoughts were, it was, eh, it's four hours long. It was a lot of fun. And Granny, the I think one of the main reasons why she wanted to stay was she wanted to meet, if you will, the Titan. So that's one reason why we didn't leave after one match. It was very it was very difficult to sit through some of the matches. The comical match with the Fatal Four and the tag team was absolutely the best. They said you had Four tag teams is a, a fatal four-way elimination. And you have a dude who's a one-man wrecking crew, Mr. Blake Troop. Dude smiles in the face of chaos, and it was about to go down, and I just... I know what else to say. Oh, and, um, by the way, I'm just going to point this out. It's not for those who are asking me, well, didn't she get upset when he didn't remember you dudes? They work all night long being at the merchandise table and and going in the ring and wrestling and trying to sell their own brand. Jake Logan, dude, mad props to you. I think you're going to go far in professional wrestling, just saying. Um I th- you've got the right approach, the right attitude. You're very friendly. I didn't, you know, I, I cannot point out anything negative at all. I thought it was funny, dude, uh, when I already bought two autographs from you and you were wanting, you were just wanting more, and that's fine. And also, you didn't remember. It's okay. Um, Ryzen. Dude, your eye contacts are amazing. Your gimmick's amazing. Good job. Flip Gordon, wow. <laughs> His gimmick actually fits. You know, Flip Gordon. Uh, da- Dirty Dango, wow. Um, haven't seen you in a hot minute. Pero, I remember you, dude. I remember you from the days in NXT, and I find it very cool that you in a home at, you know, control your narrative. Um, as far as Titan and EC3 goes, when they were paired as a team after they just beat the holy hell out of each other and earlier, you know, the night or day, whatever, the only thing that, you know, was really cool also outside of all that The Titan and Eric Redbeard Rowan. They did a nice little tribute to Brody Lee, who passed away and was gone to. I thought he was something. The Titan basically got on the microphone and said, Sometimes his brothers would beat the hell out of each other. We need to be unified. We need to be together. So they played, He's got the whole world in his hands. I thought that was a cool moment, and that was the end of the night. So overall, uh, it was a mixed bag. 
uh, I will say. It was definitely a mixed bag. It wasn't perfect. It didn't have to be. But, you know, in all honesty, it's like there's some what-the-fuck moments, and that just happened to be, um, you know, why there was, like I said, not just repeating this in a loop, but why in the hell was there a dude playing a violin? I mean, was a kind of, are you going for the Scarface appeal and the Fight Club feeling? It was very cinematic. It was very... Mm, for four hours, I mean, kept us entertained, I guess. And, uh, you know, like I said, Austin Aries, despite the many, many internet stories of guys who have worked with them and guys who never want to do so again. Doesn't matter. I mean, I never met the dude until the show. And for what he did for my friend or granny's son... That shows you how good a person people can be. Oh, and uh, not to bore you to tears, but if you really want me to sound off, here it is. Control Your Narrative has some interesting tidbits. I don't know why after every match someone has to ask, so, you know, he now controls your narrative. And I thought it was funny when Dirty Tango goes, whatever. He goes, yeah, whatever. In a sense, that is a different approach. People are in control of who they boo and who they cheer. I'm not so sure Granny Holster knew about this. and She did, but it, the way that it was presented to her was highly confusing. Oh, and um, Control Your Narrative also has shows coming up, folks. If you haven't seen them, you need to. Oh, man. It's almost over when done you know, this is a short show, and I'm going to try and lengthen it a little bit by saying, you know, familiar faces work well together in pro wrestling. Who am I referring to? EC3, the Titan, and Eric Redbird, Rowan, and also maybe even Paro. The reason why these gentlemen work so well together, folks, is simply this. If you were able to get along on a previous promotion, that's a pretty good indicator that you can run your own fucking company. Two, there's maybe a few negatives that I can mention, and one is just when they started listing the rules, it was like, no super kicks, no Canadian destroyers, no dives through the middle rope, because that became the immediate offense in the Indies was the super kicks. That and Nick Jackson, anyone. Uh, and then you know, also following the dive. The dive outside of the ring was a huge NXT thing back in the day when Io Shirai, and she still does it. Asuka. Hell, majority of the NXT roster We'll do a dive to the outside. I don't know if that's the reason why, but to win by submission or KO is definitely unique. That means you can beat the ever-living shit out of your opponent. They, if they don't get up, then you win. Hopefully they're not you know, going to be six feet under later, but the point is, this whole thing of four hours, wow. That's all I can tell you. Wow.
to say that it was a shit show like Ringside News did or they lost vested interest in control your narrative. There were times people when I wanted to go home because if you drive six hours or eight hours or ten hours and your head's throbbing, but you still have to either one, grit it out, sit it out, watch, even if it's long, boring, and mundane, you still have to. I got some news to report. And I can't deprive an audience of how I really feel. I really feel like Control Your Narrative was long, long-winded in some areas. Uh, there's a very, like I said, it was approached in a cinematic angle and, you know, professional cameras, a story that drives the point home. You're in control. No one else. And it was it kept saying on our grandest stage of them all. You can't fault the guys for trying. I mean, look how many people came to see them. Just alone where it's had all those pictures of their old WWE days where it showed not their face. It took away their eyes. You know, they put duct tape over their faces. Whatever, you know. I mean, it was different. Definitely um, compelling, intriguing shit. Where it's like, I wonder what they're going to come up with in the show in Ohio or the one in Florida. If they end up signing people, because, I mean, there's only like five, six constants on the roster. And that was Paro, that was... Let's see here, EC3 for obvious reasons because he owns the damn company. Uh, let's see, Titan. I mean, was it chaotic? Was it confusing? Was it intriguing? All of the above. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around this one. I got to tell you guys, I've been to Revolver, Evolve, GCW. <laughs> I have been to a lot of wrestling shows in my life. That was very WrestleMania length. Uh, there was one problem, though. Lumberjacks ain't getting involved. Hmm. Okay. Not, and not just that, but there's a lot to process through four hours of tapings and the fact that they'll be on Fight Network and you can access them that way. Again, it's a lot to process. So I'm going to leave you with this. There's a lot of pro wrestling feds popping up here and there. The question is, how long do you think control your narrative will last? Because, I mean, if you can charge people $25 up to a hundred, upwards to 100 you're doing your job fucking right. That's all I'm going to say. And um, two, I started looking for Asuka or Shinsuke Nakamura when it came to hearing that violin at the beginning of the show. Tell a story between EC3. It looks like two things. One, it looks like an, a very well done, thought out vignette. But there's a problem. 
walk across train tracks kind of reminded me of Raw's War. Not to say that that's bad, but EC3 was hand-in-hand with his group, and then you have the Titan with his, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, it makes sense to have old running mates to be facing off with one another, gaining one each other's or one another's respect, and then they got to be a tag team. So I mean, I'm a little confused. I'm like, okay, so he controls his narrative. Basically, EC3 was the Titans' bitch, and then they became tag partners. Oh, and the Killer Cross match. I and versus Vincent. So uh, I don't know. But I know that Cross strong and got the win. That's all that matters, right? Right. So thank you, Kurt, for inviting me and Granny and, and family. You know, that was chaotically fun trying to find the venue, especially when we tried to look for parking. And, dude, it was funny because the entire fucking time that Granny was driving, it felt like the Cupid shuffle. And um, <laughs> the cute guys wanting me to play the song. No, dude, we're not at a dance. So I'm just going to tell you. It was a pain in the ass to find the building for from Granny's perspective, okay? If I didn't have maps on my phone, we probably would have been driving around and around and around. But thankfully, we found it. We had a good time. Thank you, Kurt. For that, uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to see you on June 4th, my man. Most likely, all right? So, for all those listening internationally, thank you for putting up with my rambling, random ramblings, all right? And two, yeah, I sound a bit tired, but you know what? When you work nine or eight hours a day, this is what this sounds like. But at least I didn't go too off rails. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended. <clears throat> overall theory, overall feel, hmm, grade-wise, see, that's what I'm sticking to, okay, because there's no way in hell I'm going to say, well, it's great all around, because you know there's going to be a lot of uh, question marks in my mind if I say that. <laughs> and throughout their show, what the fuck? What's going on? Why were there guys wrestling in the dark? What? And then it started smoothing itself out, you know, like wrinkles on the mattress. When you move your hand over, it smooths itself out. Well, they managed to salvage their night with a main event that was pretty badass and a tribute which was pretty badass. So I'm going to say I was happy. All right. And there really is nothing that can change my mind about this. This is the first time where I've been, although this is a mixed bag, but positive vibes, positive, you know, auras on this shit. Those dudes that run or the promotion, thank you for having us. Four hours is a bit too long, but I guess, you know, got to control your own narrative, right? All right, that was very cheesy. All right, folks. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, yeah, and 
sure to join us Tuesday when Wrestle, or actually Beyond the Tracks host, Charles Carroll, future up-and-coming professional wrestler. All right, folks. Toodles, bitches. I got to get my beauty rest for work tomorrow. Dig it. Don't go